And welcome to a perfectly good podcast, your podcast on the internet that is counting every John Hyatt song from A to Z. And we hope you're enjoying the journey. Joining me as always, as we're looking at the stars, my friend Sylvan. Hello, Jesse. Here we are all the way at the end of the A's already. Can you believe it? Uh, no, I, I didn't. And it I, I am embarrassed. It did not, you know, even though I knew what two songs we're going to talk about, I did not even think about that it was we switched. Yeah. Wow. That one letter down. Here we go. Very nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are going to talk Angel Eyes, probably not John's most covered song, but a song that is similar to Bruce there it is someone covers it and has more chart success than the original artist give us just the facts just the facts okay so angel eyes was written by John and Fred Kohler uh did some digging to see if I could kind of figure out you know sometimes um there's just a, a throwaway line, like um, when we get to Tennessee Plates, we'll talk about the fact that Mike Porter just had the suggestion about uh, the narrator of that song being in prison, and that gave him a co-write for that song. I, I really don't know if it was more of a collaboration, both musically and lyrically, but um, thank you very much to Mr. Uh, Fred Kohler for writing a beautiful song. Um, this was released uh, first by John Hyatt on the Live at Budokan album, and it was recorded May 20th, 1994, one of three songs that was recorded at the State Theater in Portland, Maine, which I was not at that particular show, but I have seen John perform at the State Theater in Portland, Maine. It's a lovely little venue. It is absolutely nothing like the pictures that you see in the Hyatt Comes Alive at Budokan uh, liner notes, that, which has like these giant stadium kind of pictures. But that was recorded with Mike Ward and Davey Farraher on background vocals. Um, once again, we we're going to refer to Mike Elliott's book where he talks about the fact that uh, John was basically at the end of his contract with A&M and they weren't really jiving artist and album or um you know, record company, as has often happened over John's career. So to get out of the 
record contract. They said, we can put out a live one. And he said, yeah, sure. And they um, took the 12 tech recordings, which were something called ADAT. And I'm not a technical music person. So I'm sure there's some music geeks out there who are saying, oh, interesting. I know all about that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, yeah. I can't you know, speak much to that. Um, but uh, that actually earned a producer credit for Davey Fairher because he kind of threw it all together. And it was, for me, the first time I had heard Angel Eyes recorded by John Hyatt, but I was very familiar with that song from standing on the side of the cafeteria, looking at all the happy couples dancing to Jeff Healy's version, which was one of John's uh, most successful commercial covers. It uh, spent three weeks in the uh, top 10, I believe, for the American pop charts. It peaked at number five. And it was one of two songs on Jeff Healy's brilliant See the Light album. Um, I really have to give a plug to anyone who listens to John Hyatt, even casually. That is one of those perfect from start to finish blues Americana, even though Jeff Healy is a Canadian artist. Um perfect, perfect albums that I could just listen to from start to finish again and again. And the fact that John Hyatt has two covers on that album is just the start of how great it is. Um, I also wanted to mention that uh, often overlooked piece of John Hyatt history. In 1998, he released a best of album. And rather than taking that same live recording, they went into the studio and uh, Davey Farrer produced that one. I listened to both back to back, but before we get into the impressions, uh, anything else you wanted to add to the footnotes, Jesse? So, yes, but it's not about John Hyatt. Okay, go for it. So, um, and it's not about Bruce Springsteen either. Oh. Um, so, one of, drink back. Yes, exactly. One of the things that I have recently found is a podcast called the Story Song Podcast, Ooh. and it is where three comedians, uh, Michael, Dan, and Rachel, break apart story songs, and they they have all kinds of fun with it, and like you know, like. And and they were doing a Peter Allen song of the uh, she can hear the music right she could and uh, and they were talking about that Peter Allen huge in Australia and he won an Oscar for helping to write the theme from Arthur hmm. the Moon to New York City right mm-hmm. And so it was Christopher Cross, Berth Bacharach, Carol, Carol Bayer Sager, and Peter Allen. What was funny is they had started it, and he had come up with the line, when you're stuck between the moon and New York City, and had done nothing with it, and was talking to Carol Bayer Sager about it, and they hadn't done anything. And they said, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this um, movie, we're gonna, and we're going to do a film. And um, they didn't have Zoom back then, and he couldn't (laughs) get to them. So Christopher Cross wrote the second verse. Carol Bayer Sailor and Burt Bacharach wrote everything else. But because he gave the phrase between the moon and New York City, he got a co-writing credit. Burt Bacharach was not happy with that. 
he thought because he's really he wasn't involved with it, everything. But Carol Barrow-Sayer said, no, it that phrase is what the sh- the the song starts with. And we have to give him credit. So when you mentioned the <laughs> thing about I don't know how much he answered made me think of this story that has nothing to do with John Hyatt. But I just wanted to, you, to give added credence to your you never know on a duet because we always picture, you know, two people sitting back and forth, throwing paper at each other, exactly. going, hey, what do you like this way like this? And sometimes it's not that at all. Right. Yes. yes. So, okay. Now, back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I love this song. I, 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 I've listened to it back and back, and I just, it is... To me, it feels it is a untraditional John Hyatt love song to me. Yes, I really agree. And tell me more about your thoughts there. (laughs) Uh, Because it is often when he's talking about this, he's, you know, John will be talking about the flaws in their relationship, the rough journeys that they've had, um, the hey you know the history yeah the history looking back yes and this is just i pinch me i can't (laughs) believe that 
you want to be with a bum like me. Right. All right. And, and I, you know, um, you know, if this is love, then why does it scare me? So it is almost like you're, I'm going to wake up and realize that this has been a dream that, you know, this is, I don't live in, and we're recording this uh, the week before Christmas. So I don't live in a Hallmark Christmas movie, right? This is, this is, and, and to have this, um, this blatant just love of, you know, what are you doing with a clown like me is surely one of life's little mysteries. First off, great, great line, turn of a phrase. And so when I was listening to this, I was like, this, this is just a sweet love song to your partner. And maybe that is why, like, and I agree with you, Jeff Healy's version is amazing. We're going to talk it. There's a couple other people that covered it as well. But that was my first thought. I was listening. So I said, I got to tell Sylvan, like, this feels unlike a John love song. Yes. But it is a John love song. Yes. I mean, I don't think John could ever write a love song that doesn't include his trademark humility. And that's all over this song. But what is different is that I think I'm going to steal a thought from C.S. Lewis. Yeah. That um, so many relationships fail because we confuse the feeling of falling in love with the feeling of being in love. And this is a song about falling in love. Most of John's songs are about being in love, that you're no longer like trying to figure out the what, how this happened, amazing, like bowl me over feeling of I never thought I could, you know, touch as opposed to look across the crowded room. Well, eventually you have to have a conversation <laughs> once you've yeah. crossed that room and get to know the person and so forth. So I that that was one of the things that first occurred to me is like this is the perfect example of a song about falling in love, not about being in love, which take a drink, have a little faith in me is kind yeah. of a classic example of that. Well, yeah. And like bring this uh, like, you know, just like your dad did. Right. This imperfection, mm-hmm. the oatmeal on your son and, you know, yes. the the breakfast is burnt and, and all this stuff, you know, and, and, and that chaos is where you find the joy, the flaws. Right. Um, this is. I, I love that description. It is absolutely. This is a story about falling in love right. and and. I can't believe that you picked me um, because I do feel like, at least for my impression, this isn't a song where in the river and now then you guys can drink, take a drink. Bruce Springsteen has little girl. I want to marry you. And he talks about that as a song about longing. That is not reality. That is seeing someone on the street and going, man, I would love to marry her and having this whole imaginary romance in your mind. You know, I think this case, it is, he is somehow or another, she saw the diamond in the rough that is the singer. Right. You know, uh, don't anyone wake me if this is a dream because she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. All you fellows can 
look all you like, but this girl you see is leaving with me tonight. Right. It it goes back to I, I love um Say the Last Dance for Me, that yes. classic song, right? Thomas. Yes. And and you know, where he, you know, in real life, the the writer was in a wheelchair. Yes. So he couldn't dance. And And he he wrote that song because he would take his wife to the dance halls and watch her be spun across the floor because she loved to dance by all the men. And that it's that is a song about being in love to me because it's the sacrifice about being love. It's not the winning them. It's the knowing that you Mm -hmm. have them so completely that you can Mm -hmm. let them stray a little bit and they'll come back to you. Yeah. Sorry, I stepped on your toes. No, there, no, no, that's perfect. No. I, I always compare the two. Actually, when I listen to Angel Eyes, I think about Save. Really? Yes. I did. Oh, I, I did. That <laughs> is greatness. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, now we really will go uh, heavy Springsteen. Um, you guys do a Google search. If you like, will you save the last dance for me? Um, a guy um, gave Bruce a letter on a show and said that it was mother's day. And he said, will you please do a song for my mother? Because she, you know, I love her so much. And that would be the best, best mother's day gift you could be. And Bruce said, absolutely. And then he suggested say the last dance for me. And the mom gets up on stage and the band plays it. And Bruce dances with her. Oh, and it so is. Sweet. Yeah. And he, and he, you know, he's like, I can feel the love in the air. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, and I love this chorus. So tonight I'll ask the stars above, how did I ever win your love? Cause he did say it, you know, it was a win. It was there. What did I do? What did I say to turn your angel eyes my way? Right. What a chorus. It is. It is gorgeous. It'll put your heart a flutter. And yeah. Um, yeah, I can't say that I've heard many people using this as a wedding song. Maybe it is, you know, just a little bit too much about the start of yeah. a relationship. And, you know, mm-hmm. I I always send a feeling of good hope toward the, the couple in these love songs that, yeah. gosh darn it, you can make it work. Yes. Um, what other, anything else that, um, besides, I feel like I'm just gushing about how much I love it. Is there anything else, uh, that you wanted to cover either lyrically or I think the, the, the version of it that both Healy and, uh, John does very bluesy. It, it, mm-hmm. it, um, it fits John's voice, I think really well. Uh, so Yeah. Well, it was definitely interesting comparing the, the the live version to the one that was put on the best of, which um, I think it's telling that I literally forgot that there was a different version on the best of album. And, uh, you know, it's an attempt at a polished produced recording. There's more flourishes. Um, I believe that we've even got the mandolin on there. Um but it doesn't have that impact. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really think it's a song that lends itself to the simplicity. 
And um, I, I, I have to say, it's also one of the rare circumstances that John's version would not be the first one I would put on for someone. I would a hundred times out of a hundred put on Jeff Healy's version before I would put on either one of the uh, John versions. You know, I I think there might actually be a demo hiding around somewhere that I might even prefer to the uh, officially produced and released. Um, And I'm not sure why. I think it's just because maybe John needs a little bit of that grit lived in Mm -hmm. feeling for a love song to work for me. You know, that's what John does best, you know, even going back before the recovery trilogy, when he was writing love songs, it was kind of like, you know, we had our, our knocks, but we're going to pull through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But not to take anything away from it. Like it's, you you just can't and um going back to the covers um i did watch the video from australian idol and there's um a dark-skinned woman singing about uh a boy having angel eyes and she's the girl who never got a second glance and it works you know like it's also a very translatable uh song that can go across all kind of genres because that is very polished and poppy. There's also kind of a blue grassy version that we were just listening to. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I don't know why I'm kind of trying to like pull apart how it might not compare to the ultimate John Hyatt song. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I, I'm going to use the um, kind of the the Stephen King. Um, one of the books he put out this year was Fairy Tale, uh-huh. and it is a Stephen King version of a fairy tale. It is very much a fairy tale. There is a magical land. There is a guy that goes and becomes a prince. He meets a princess. Uh, there's even gladiator scenes. It's absolutely amazing. And it is, it has the fingerprints of Stephen King in it, but it is, you know, it is not a horror novel. It is a fairy tale, a fairy tale. And, you know, he joked about, I wanted to do a story with a happy ending and it has as happy an ending as Stephen King can have. Right. 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 Um, So I think this is, um this is a john using different muscles writing a different kind of song that um and you know it would be interesting to among many things to you know was this were you trying to tell a story about a beginning of a relationship was it just your muse hit you you know, you saw your lovely bride and it, it all of a sudden it clicked, you know, um, it, it's it is interesting. And I, I, I kind of love this. This is um, and I. I don't know. It would be interesting and we may do this down the road, but um, I agree with you. If I was going through, I would say, 
oh, well, you know, if someone said, who's John Hyatt? Well, have you heard Angel Eyes by Jeff Healy Band? Oh, yeah, he wrote it. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Linda says all the time, um, and if you're new to the podcast, that's my wife. She, you know, she when she's talking about him, she'll say he's known more as a songwriter than he is a performer. Um, so, yeah. Um, and the- around the time that we're talking about, I think that was much more true than it yes. is now. Right. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, cover that we we spent a little time talking about before we hit record is uh, a progressive bluegrass band called New Glass Revival. Grass Revival uh, did a, a cover it on Friday Night in America back in '89. It is it is pretty bluegrassy. It mm-hmm. is very much a country version. Um, I think um, I would. If we take John out, I would probably do Healy, um, the Australian, I think, um, in Paulini. I think I would go her next and then the the new grass. Um, but all, I think just the sign of a good song can be done a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the simplicity that we're talking about totally lends itself to picking up and plopping into different genres. Yeah. Um, I I had forgotten about this too, that um, in the liner notes of the best of John had a comment that this was inspired by the band. And he actually says inspired by the band for sure with those righteous gospel changes, as if like everyone would pick up on that. I would have never picked up on that, but that's uh, nice. it makes sense once you hear it. Yeah. And um, he says, I was falling in love with my wife when I started writing it. So uh, there you go. Falling in love, not being in love. Yes. And my friend, Fred Kohler, an excellent songwriter, finished it with me. So very nice. It it was somewhere along the lines. And oh, man, I I, I want to know what were those touches? Fred Kohler, if you're out there. Yeah. Contact yeah, us. We'd love us. to we, talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> we want you on the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I had posted on um, our Facebook page that we were going to be talking about this. And um, one of my favorite people, um, Skip Sherman from the Skip and Josh podcast. Um, he's been on my podcast multiple times, huge John Hyatt fan. Um, and and mostly the trilogy, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, he admits, he's like, you know, I moved on to other things, but that um, he posted Angel Eyes was a huge hit in Canada. By the way, Skip is from Canada by the Jeff Healy band, saw them in concert a few times, even met him in the band backstage once. Really That's great awesome. guys. And Jeff is a surprisingly talented musician. Jeff also had a hit from his debut album with Confidence Man, also written by John Hyatt. So thank you, yeah. Skip, for giving us that feedback. Thank you, Skip. And, you know, I could almost talk about Jeff Healy as much as I could talk about John, specifically in this episode. But yeah. Um, Brilliant. Uh, quite a loss. Um, for those of you who don't know Jeff Healy's story, he uh, became blind at the age of five and eventually uh, died of the cancer that took his eyesight. So he has been gone for, I think, a couple of decades now. But Very young. Yeah. Uh, a, a brilliant performer and 
like live and studio. He was known for a very distinctive guitar playing style where he'd pinch the strings and play it flat on his lap. And he would also like stand up and dance around, even though he was blind during his live performances. If you can't find video of that, there is a God awful movie called Roadhouse. Now, here is our first argument. Okay. I love Roadhouse. I love Roadhouse so much. I love to hate it. I, I, um, I will quote Roadhouse sometimes, uh, when I'm like, in fact, I was talking about it in, uh, this is gosh, probably 20 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. I was talking about the, um, Patrick Swayze's style of management. You're be nice, be nice till it's time not to be nice. To be nice, yeah. And I mentioned the Patrick Swayze management style, and someone said, "Don't put baby Who's in a ba- corner." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your management style. <laughs> so yes, um, I could have swore. In fact, I spent probably twenty minutes googling. I would have swore Angel Eyes was in Roadhouse. I would have not. I Confidence know. man is yes. yes, and I just was convinced that he had played that on there. Uh, yes, uh, he plays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. those of you who haven't seen the movie, Jesse and I are both giggling to each other. I'm giggling because the thought of this sweet love song and this innocence that we're talking about being this mm-hmm. movie that is all about people beating the crap out of each other in a yes. bar and women running around naked yes. half the time. So yes. it would uh, not have fit. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah um yeah patrick swayze um plays the official bouncer and uh ben garzara plays the bad guy and kelly lynch is swayze's love story it is it is so much fun and i agree it is bad uh (laughs) you know and and you know and but Swayze looks so good in it. He's just yeah. a good And you joy. get to see the Jeff Healy band, which actually the writers of that film were inspired by the Jeff Healy band and then got them into the movie, which is kind of a neat thing too. That is so a very neat totally thing. Totally worth the price of admission for that. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, any other thoughts about the song? Yeah, we were talking about Angel Eyes, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry for that detour, everybody. Yes. Um, I no, I I think we've kind of uh, okay. talked through it. And um, as I said, there are two very different uh, versions by John, which are very different than any of the covers that you're going to hear. I really think um, it's worth seeking them out, especially if you are only familiar with Jeff Healy's, because I find it really interesting to hear a John Hyatt song when you're familiar with something else uh, for the first time. It's uh, amazing what he lays out as the building blocks and what people can transform with that versus what he does himself. Um, So yeah, you ready to bring out the rating? Yes. So I'm, is it your turn to go first or is it mine? Because I, I am tempted, I, I I I'll tell you right now, I I this is not a five song. I know it's not a five song, but emotionally, just because I just love it, I love just the the tone of it, the turn of the phrase. I, I want to give it a five, but I I realize that's not fair, so I'm going to give it a four. Okay, all understood, and um, 
I think I got to, I keep it with a three. Um, Again, everyone keep in mind that we are working on a scale of John Hyatt songs. There is going to be a one star somewhere in our A to Z journey. Um, And it's going to be painful to give the one star review, but like, right. A three star is still an absolutely brilliant song. And I, I think really what got it for me is that it felt like John never really got it in the boat with recording it. You know, okay. I, I think there's a reason that it never showed up as a studio version on a regular album. Like there was something about it that just didn't quite fit him. And um, John's best songs fit John. This fit Jeff Healy like magic i mean and you know those other covers heck i would have never imagined that a woman could sing this song um but there's a beautiful version by a female australian singer so yeah absolutely very nice okay great all right um what do you think let us know uh perfect good podcast at gmail.com um sylvan uh go ahead and tell them how they can you they can reach you they can reach me at Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Sylvan Groff. And of course, uh, you can track down our Facebook page for the podcast or visit our uh, Google site where we have the full list of what we're going through. And you can pick a fight with us or um, yeah. you can just say hi. And uh, shout out to all the wonderful people at John Hyatt Fans on Facebook. Several people giving us some a lot of love. And I appreciate it. They have been uh, supporting the podcast, saying great things about it. And that really, really means a lot to me. Uh, so shout out to all of them on that. Yes. Um, and yeah. who, what a surprise that uh, people who are on the John Hyatt fans group are great people. Of course. Yes, yes exactly. Very. We nice. love you. Yes. yes. So, all right. Well, you guys will be back next week with another song. The We appreciate the support. Keep it coming. And uh, have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the coat of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.